1: Welcome to Casting Crank Podcast. Today we have Wayne Campbell from Swimbit Universe. Um, I, I've i heard it was Swimbit Universe for a minute and I didn't know who ran it. And Paul from Piz kind of told me so. I uh, got his contact info that way and we hooked this up. So thanks again Wayne. I appreciate you coming on. Um, this week we have just the Patreon Piz uh, sponsorship. Appreciate it you guys go check on Patreon and if you follow and you donate five bucks, you don't have to, but if you can, you have a chance at winning a Piz, uh, swim bait pack. So thank you again, Paul. I really appreciate the support. Also, we have the fish all tournament that's on October 3rd. I'm not sure on details, but you could either check fish all brand on Instagram or you can go to fishing Alliance, look at their page. And I think that's it for this week. Um, This Thursday will be Johnny Ellis, and then uh, Monday will be Billy Kay. Uh, Also, check out this little piece from my boy Fred Clinshaw. I have a trip with him coming up this week, so I'm pretty stoked. So I'll I'll probably be posting some pictures, but uh, check this little commercial out. If you do DM him or call him or get a hold of him, I think he has a discount if you mention Cast and Crank. So please check that out. And if you can, give us five stars on uh, Apple iTunes and a positive review. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Fred Clinshaw Fishing of Southern California is offering custom guided bass fishing trips for that first time fishing experience to the seasoned professional tournament angler and everything in between. Spend a half full day or a custom trip catered to your needs aboard one of the f- two fully rigged high-performance bass boats with learning techniques used by the top pros to find fish and become more successful in catching them. Fred Linshaw is at ready 365 days a year and will professionally take you fishing. Uh, bring a friend, the family, or bring the whole group of guys with you. Fred is now guiding a trips on Castaic and Casitas to Southern California's world famous bass fisheries. Call or text him at 805-630-0160. Follow him on Instagram. My boy the hammer. The hammer of fury on Instagram. Or you can check out his website www. Now here's where the deal happens. If you mention Cast and Crank you're going to get a deal on a half or a full day trip. Um I'm a little biased with this guy. I'm sorry. This is my boy. Freshwater wise, I, I got to say you got to go to him. And uh, not only, you know, is he an amazing fisherman. He's I don't like using the 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 word. Uh, he's a salt of the earth. But that that's what he is. Uh, he's, uh, he's an amazing guy. Nice guy. Never make you feel fucking stupid. Um, book with him, man. He supports the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, go book with Fred. And just tell him, hey, Cast and Crank sent you. You guys will get a discount code. You're going to help both of us, and uh, that's about it, man. So, again, go check them out, com or 805-630-0160. Um, we're already started. Yeah, I just finished
0: listening to it yesterday. Yeah,
1: yeah, we already started, so we're, we can start talking. So, uh, it's Wayne Campbell, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm Wayne Campbell on, and you run Swimbit Universe?
0: Yep, with my uh, team of uh, Merry Bandits.
1: <laughs> um, I guess give us a backstory on Swimmate Universe because I, since I started this podcast, I knew about like, Swim Bait Underground and Bass Brigade and all that. I'm sure. not an old school guy, and I know Swim Bait Universe has been around a little longer, if I'm correct, or maybe at the same time. But it was the East Coast thing right after yeah, Swim Nation. Yeah,
0: it's... Uh... First was nation. Mm-hmm. Everybody, knew, everybody, I think that got into swim bait forums had been on or had been some part of swim bait nation. Um, it was attached to like a, an online store called Bass Tackle Depot. I think it went under and that kind of tanked that forum. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it was going under underground was starting up. Okay. Um, so it was around for, I'd say probably two years. And then the, the Facebook group got started it was actually just like Paul said. Um, it was started by two guys named Dave Sindrich and Eric ask. And I was just kind of floating around as a member of both underground and universe. Mm-hmm. And basically um, they were, they were starting to get a little bit more of a workload as far as moderating all the, different stuff on universe and they were looking for somebody else so i kind of volunteered i was the the one of the resident assholes that was (laughs) (laughs) causing problems for everybody and stuff like that and as a joke i was like hey you know i'll try out and be be a moderator and they were all about it so for a couple years it just kind of went and you know we did our thing everybody posted baits for sale different topics and that type of stuff um and at one point, we tried to expand it into an e magazine. Okay. And what happened was that really didn't go anywhere. And we kind of—I think that kind of took the wind out of our sails.
1: What involvement and, 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 did you have at this time? So, like, you're a moderator when you did the e magazine. Were you kind of more of like a um, had a had a voice a little more at that time? Yeah. It-
0: yeah, we were try- It was basically it, it was if you have any experience in like like magazine ad sales, it was kind of it kind of turned to that and didn't go as planned, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate because we had some we had some really cool ideas had some had some cool stuff set up. It's just it, it it was it ended up being really disorganized and some of the industry guys that we utilized weren't in it for the same reasons we were, and it just never really panned out. So that took up a lot of time, and, like I said, it kind of took the wind out of the sails of the whole thing
1: uh-huh.
0: And at the same time, those two guys had other stuff going on in their lives, you know, the families, um, different endeavors, and it was just taking up so much of their time, and they were gonna tank the whole thing. It was just gonna be shut down, and uh, me being stubborn and hard headed was <laughs> like you know let me let me see what I can do with it." And not too long before that, I had brought in my fishing partner, Will, who is the, he, he fishes in the back of the boat with me all the time. Okay. And it was the only ones that were left were, were him and me. So we went like that for a little bit, probably about a year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tossed around ideas like, Hey, what are we actually doing this for? Um, you know, should we keep it going? Should we tank it? You know, and in talking to some of the members that that got some good use out of the forum, some of the businesses that got good use out of the forum, you know, we kind of decided to to open it up. And once we did that, it was we weren't as strict on the membership admission, but Uh we kind of cracked down on the bullshit that occurred after the fact. So it was, you know, throw throw a bunch of stuff up against the wall and see what sticks.
1: (laughs) Did you have a lot of people that would have? get like a ban and then start a troll account or shit like that.
0: Yeah. And we, and we weed them out pretty well, mm-hmm. but um, th- there were a couple, I don't know if you want to call them bumps. It felt like mountains at the time <laughs> of, of different stuff and different competing sites and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, but then when we opened it up, like I said, I think, I think when I took it over from those two guys, we sat at about, Thirteen thousand, something like that, and then just before I got on, I looked and it was it was right at twenty nine thousand eight hundred. Wow. I think so. It's it's grown you know, almost yeah. double in the time that we've we've kind of gone a different direction.
1: When was that? You took it over? What year?
0: Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. um <laughs> I would say probably four or five years ago.
1: Really? And yeah. Then, uh, what year uh, did it start? universe i'm sorry what year did it actually start Swimbit universe
0: probably two three years before that so okay. i'd say it's been it's been going 10 pretty yeah pretty consistent i think i i became an actual like a member just a just a regular member in 2013
1: 2014 mm-hmm.
0: something like that
1: do you feel like that uh the U- swimmer universe is a little more east coast based than west coast
0: it, it kind of seems that way we do have a lot of guys i mean we have japanese guys we have all up and down the western seaboard california yeah. washington oregon that type of stuff but i would say that the it it does definitely seem to be more east coast centered um and and why that is i i couldn't tell you i i, I don't know if it's because of i guess a, a loyalty to underground or they're more visible over there but uh, the majority of our people, I would say, are probably southeast, northeast, specifically like New England, Boston. But if that you're, area. It,
1: but but if you think about it, though, I mean, it's kind of like a Homer thing, maybe a little bit too, because like if you're from the East Coast, you, maybe you want to see a little more information from that side of the coast than than the West Coast. I don't know. I
0: would say I would say that would be part of it. You know um, what I'm saying? I, like, I still to this day get so many people that that think it's odd that a guy from Pennsylvania is running the biggest swim bait group on Facebook. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, when you think of bass capitals of the USA, Pennsylvania is probably in the bottom 10% of what you would think of. Uh huh. So, uh, I don't know. We just, we just do our thing, man.
1: Yeah. So have you been into like the whole swim bait thing for a, for a pretty long time? Like where, as a fan, were was, you doing it a long time yeah, before that?
0: Yeah. I was talking yeah. to a guy, I was talking to a guy yesterday and kind of tracing back. Cause the, once you get into it for a while, the years kind of start running together and you don't realize how long you've been doing it. Yeah. Um, I would say the guy that got me into throwing them probably 2007, 2008. That's he nice. was originally from Colorado, moved out to California, uh-huh. um, got, got on, got into the, the, the big bait, the tail end of the big bait scene, basically out there of the big rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and was telling me, you know, I was telling him about all the lakes here that get trout and stuff like that. And I was a conventional guy. I was a, I was a spinnerbait guy. If you ever go on, <laughs> if you ever go on all the old forums and stuff like that, my name on their speed bead, and that was actually an old Terminator spinnerbait. That was my first, first big fish catching bait. So I was like, I'm going to call myself that. That's great.
1: I'm right there with you, man. That's that's what I caught my PB on. I have a seven. I don't have a big PB at seven, but it's on a spinner bait. So yeah, I mean, dude, that's that's my shit. Spinner bait, the big fish bait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm back it, but I, I've been I mean, trying to throw the swim bait more. But um, <laughs> yeah, that I agree 100 percent, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, if it, even like talking to Butch, Butch has videos out there of him throwing a spinner bait. He makes yeah. his own. He makes he makes a six spinner bait.
1: Yeah, that's what he said when he came on. He's pretty uh he does so much butch, man. Well, I, I, can,
0: I can probably <laughs> pick up a rock and tie straight to it and catch ten.
1: Um, so uh this dude you met kind of turned you onto the whole throwing the big bait out your way.
0: Yeah, I, I told him about this one situation. I was I, I had found this lake and they had just put trout in it. And I was I had, you know, soft plastic, spinner baits, that kind of stuff. And when they dumped these trout in it was right at the spillway, so it was like a almost like a concrete enclosure. And when they dumped the trout in, I don't know if they still they still thought they were in a pen or what, but they circled around, just swimming in a pattern. And I, I noticed that they when they hit this one point at a at what I figured out was an ambush point, um, they would scatter and then they'd form back up and make the circle again. Well, what what it was is there's like two or three big bass sitting there. And every time they swung around, these big bass would rush in, crush a trout, and then go back over and sit behind this concrete and just wait for him again. <laughs> so I'm telling him this, and he's he's saying, "You need to throw a swim baits. You need to throw a swim baits." He's
1: foaming and at the worried. mouth, dude.
0: <laughs> I was like, "What? What do you? T- what was a swim bait? You know?" He's like, the the, "The the big trout baits that I throw." I was like, "Ah, the the classic. That'll never work here." Yeah. Yeah. So it did obviously mm-hmm. um eventually he got me i started off with like slammers that kind of stuff stuff that was two three ounces nothing quote unquote huge at the time and you know i, I caught some fish i started catching some better fish i started throwing a hard gill hard gills hard bait to beat mm-hmm. um that thing would catch fish anywhere in the country probably anywhere in the world yeah um And yeah, dude, it just clicked like every, every lake that I went to around here that I thought had big fish in it because I just followed the stocking schedule and figured out where they were putting trout and I'd go try it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing to me that fish here still to this day, it's amazing to me that fish here will eat, you know, an eight to 10 inch bait or 12 inch bait. Um, so that, that's kind of one of the things that we, we tend to preach because we get a lot of people that say, you know, that's too big. That's too big. And I mean, I I can only post pictures so many times. And like I said, Pennsylvania is not known as a huge bass area, but like just this year I got three of them over eight. Wow. You know? So, I mean, there's, there's fish out there to be had. And I think that's, that's part of one of the things that we do like to preach is just, just throw them.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Did you have? Do you guys have like um, a guy on the East Coast that's kind of like a Butch Brown that's been doing it for a long, long time? That you know,
0: maybe yeah. There's a, there's a couple guys up north. They're not really internet savvy so much. Um, you know, there's there's guys like Johnny. Johnny's been around a while, but you know, with the with the advent of Facebook, I don't know that a whole lot of people knowing him have mm-hmm. known him until recently. Uh, but he's been catching he's been throwing big baits for a long time, mm-hmm. longer than me. I know that. Yeah. Um, and then there's guys up North, um, a guy named Dan Southwick. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh man. Put me on the spot trying to think of names.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's just interesting to me. Cause I like, I always like knowing a timeline with stuff when I interview someone. So I like, sure, yeah. I like knowing kind of like, well, who, you know I'm not looking for like the originator, but like dudes that have like a lot of history are like, "Oh yeah, I remember I was trying this and it didn't work, or you know years before stuff like that you know
0: yeah the the slammer for some reason has always been big up north mm-hmm. and you know there's there's some different style what they call broomstick baits, basically that are look like a dowel with a bill on it, yeah um. So that's, that's always been a popular bait and still continues to be a really popular bait up there. Uh, they've been throwing them up there for a long, long time.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, so you had last year was your guys' first meetup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. it, uh, it was, it was kind of based around the idea of everything that happens as far as meetup wise uh-huh. is, is all, is all West coast. Cause that's, that's where the scene originated here in the U S so, you know, unless you were traveling 3,000 miles across the country <laughs> to go to one of these things, there wasn't a whole lot for you to do over here. Uh, we had a meetup a few years ago at the Bassmaster Classic, mm. which usually happens over, you know, southeast or in the east coast. And I think seeing the number of people that came out and wanted to meet up and, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about shaking somebody's hand in person as opposed to talking to them online all the time. Yeah, you know, so it it kind of clicked that hey, you know, maybe we can get some people together. And I tell you what, for for flying by the seat of my pants last year, not really having any event organization knowledge or skill, uh, it, it it came together without a hitch. We do we did it at a local shop down in Virginia, um, threw up a tent. I mean, we had Ben Customs, Piz bullshed a couple local guys, uh, Pattersons Hog mm-hmm. Farmer. Oh uh, man who else am i forgetting od rat was there wow uh mad max swim baits fish everything f5 rods the tungset rods i know i'm gonna forget someone but yeah there was a uh, phony phony frog was there okay yeah there was it, it a lot of people showed out and it it seemed like everybody had a good time i mean even if they, i i know for a fact there were people there that that Online didn't care for each other. <laughs> but, yeah, in, in in person, everybody was cool. It was it was a really really great event and had a really really great feel to it.
1: Yeah, with the uh, EMAG thing, that was kind of, that's kind of interesting. Why do you think that really didn't work out? I mean, was, were a lot of people doing that then? No, it was. <sighs> too many hands in the in the DL, yeah. Too many, I, I think too many.
0: there there were. There were industry people involved. Like I said, I, I'm, obviously I won't throw names out. No, you don't know not at all. But there, there were industry people involved that had an idea of how they wanted it to go, that didn't necessarily jive with what we were told or what direction we thought it was going to go. Mm. So you know, when you when you have that much discourse amongst all the people that are that are working together for a common goal a common goal usually doesn't get a- accomplished
1: yeah did you guys put it together and like have an actual like um promo or like a demo
0: I I think the website got started um, one of the things we ran was like a it was like an NCAA bracket of bait competitions and there were some flaws in the the functionality of it because you could basically go on and like say who can I use? Like a like a live target
1: mm-hmm.
0: s- just small live target mass produced trout would be pitted against like the Huddleston. Mm-hmm. And people could from whatever walk of of life, you know, if they were company people or whatever, could go on and just click the live target a bunch of times, and the live target would beat the HUD, and the HUD was then eliminated. So, oh, I mean, okay. so there was in no, the grand scheme of things, you know, the, in, in ten times out of ten, the HUD's going to beat the live target trout. Mm-hmm. So there so was, was some more functionality of like a bunch of issues uh, there that, yeah. that got pointed yeah. out and were quite apparent when people were going on and being like, "Why is this happening?" And I, I didn't really have an answer for it at the time, other than, "Well, it's not working right."
1: Yeah. That's a really cool idea, though. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. It, yeah, like if
0: you can get it to work, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but you could do polls now, I guess you kind of do that on on universe, right?
0: Yeah. A lot yeah. of a lot of builders will use it for um, for for feedback from what you know, what people want to see um, as simple as, hey, do you want no hooks on a bait or do you want, you know, if, if we put no hooks on a bait and decrease the cost five bucks, would that make you happy? Because a lot of people get baits and switch hooks. Yeah. Um, you know, do you want scales on a bait? Do you want no scales on a bait? Um, you know, do you want extra tails with a bait? I, I've seen all kinds of polls on there from, from different builders and manufacturers that, you know, they just, they just use it for feedback, which is, which is great. I mean, ideally the end consumer wins in the end because they're getting what they want. Mm hmm. So, and, I mean, that, that's part of one of the, that's one of the things that we really like is, is it's mutually beneficial to the membership and the people that produce the products that that the consumers are getting.
1: And do you guys have like a, a every month, like a premier bait or a premier bait maker or anything like that?
0: I, it's, it's kind of random. We do collaborations with a bunch of different guys. Okay. Um, right now we're prepping for gathering number two mm-hmm. in Virginia next month. And like I I was just I got my list sitting here in front of me. I think I got eight, nine, ten collaborations getting dropped at that event alone. Wow. Not including yeah, not including all the people that are that are coming in for it. Um, all the different builders are gonna have all their stuff there.
1: So when you drop with a collaboration, what you're doing is only a premiere bait just for your guys' event, correct?
0: Uh yeah, for this one. We do it through yeah. the year too. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like I'll I'll Ran, sometimes I'll randomly hit people up. Sometimes they'll hit me up and say, you know, Hey, I'm, I've got this new bait that I'm working on. You know, once it gets through testing and whatnot, if you want to do like a small drop?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, sure. No problem. You know, I, I like to fish stuff before I do a drop because there's nothing worse than telling people something's great and it's a turd. Have you had that happen before? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> l- luckily, Luckily, no, but I, <laughs> I always run worst case scenario through my head as to what the negative outcome of something could be.
1: No, I agree. And I do. The, I do the same thing. That's just you know, I I would think the same thing. I'm like, what if it's a piece of shit? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude.
0: Like, like I hit the water and all the paint fell off. Like, that's that, you know, how, how can I get behind that? But Luckily, that has not happened yet.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a that that could definitely happen. Um. So then, how many people are you expecting bait makers? the total at this next event?
0: Uh, I think, I think right now, as far as attending, uh, f- 15, 15 like- different manufacturers. Uh, I got, yeah. I got a shop come in. I got, I got Diwa coming in and setting up, which was really cool. I finally, I ran into an issue last year and wasn't able to get them because of, uh, territory conflicts with dealers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. dude. <laughs> I, it, that was a whole other thing that I had. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, yeah, you come in and set up, and it was like, nah, it doesn't work like that. Ah, so, I didn't even think yeah, of that. I, I, I didn't even think of that.
1: that. I didn't even think of that. I mean, I I used to own a skate shop, and we we had a seven mile territory. I guess yeah. it's the same with tackle shops, right?
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, If you're if you're set like just because you sell something in your shop, if you're not an authorized dealer, uh-huh. you you might as well forget the big boys playing because. Uh, the shop we had it at wasn't an actual authorized dealer mm-hmm. and there's a shop right down the road that had just been set up as an authorized dealer and they're like, Hey, we'd love to help you out. But, you know, because of business ties and stuff. And once he said that, you know, it made complete sense. It clicked. But, um, yeah, I, I made a, made a few moves this year, moved the event and invited the other shop, uh, that was an authorized dealer. And yeah, Die was like, yeah, we'll come set up. You know, so they're going to bring the new, the new Lexas and stuff like that, and the new Tatula 300s and and yeah, all right. their all their dealer rods and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, those Tatula 300s are awesome.
0: Yeah, I got to yeah, see, look, see one. I want I to put my hands on one.
1: Yeah, I can, I'm going to sell my stuff, and
0: that's what I want to get. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I use saying, them. My, for... <laughs> mine all need refreshed. All, all my Lexas are all first gen yeah. old they sound like coffee grinders at this point. They are <laughs> workhorses. They they they're doing work for me.
1: Do you use a lot of Lexas? then? That's that's the real choice you like to use?
0: Yeah, yeah. I all, all my stuff, all my stuff's Lexas now at this point.
1: Rods, what do you use for rods?
0: I actually built my own. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I got cool. I got tired of buying stuff. So. <laughs> and you know, with Pennsylvania winters, you get I get True. 4 months of nothing I can do, so I'm just kind of sitting at the house and I figured, you know, why not, you know, make something I like. So, yeah. um, uh, believe it, Ben from LDC was a big help when I started out, um, you know, telling me stuff I needed to do. Uh, Brad from F5. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's helped out a bunch with, you know, just little tips and techniques cam from, uh, Moem. Wow. Yeah. I I've, I've talked to all those guys for years and years and, you know, even if I don't talk to him for a while, I can call them up and it's like, you know, you never stop talking to them.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you dabble in bait making too?
0: Oh God, no. I, <laughs> I tried it once and I took it out the first time. I think I, I think I hit a rock or something like that with a, with a rat I made and it dude, it, it blasted it into like 10 pieces. <laughs> so mad respect for the guys that, that have the ability to do something that doesn't fall apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, when you do uh your collabs with the bait uh local bait makers or whoever it might be, you do the same thing. you kind of drop it on the side. do they go pretty quick
0: yeah i I don't have websites set up on oh, Instagram
1: you guys do it off of the facebook page right yeah okay. I,
0: it depends on it depends on the timing of the year and I guess my mood'cause mm-hmm. <laughs> if I, I really i really hate stuff getting flipped. I think Paul kind of touched on that when he was talking to you, yeah um. And uh, like we do a lot of benefit type stuff. So, uh, like, let me think. I'm, talk- I'm like, like I said, I don't want to name names again. But we had uh, one of the members had some family in Puerto Rico when the hurricane came uh-huh. through. So we threw threw together a bunch of stuff um, and did raffles for benefit to like help them rebuild their house in Puerto Rico and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like last year on my personal page, I put out. Um, we were going to have a, a trout derby, and I put out there that hey, you know, rods, reels, baits, you know, stuff that kids would like to win at a trout derby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I have a, it, and it got canceled because of COVID, so I'm holding it till next year. Yeah, but I mean, I had guys hit me up and send me huge boxes of stuff. So, getting back to what I was what I was saying with, with the drops, uh-huh. if, if somebody seems engaged enough in contributing to something that's not going to benefit them. A lot of times it won't even happen as a drop. I'll reach out to them and be like, Hey, you know, because you did this, you know, here's an opportunity to limited bait. Would you like to buy it? Yeah. And I'll kind of go through what I have. And you know, if, if, if they want to buy it, great. If they don't want to buy it, oh, I so mean, you I always put them out somewhat in the public. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's cool. So like, If you know, almost, it sounds kind of like a little douchey, I guess, but you get to make a turn to, uh, you get to make the choice, like if someone kind of deserves it, like if they're a member and they're involved, correct? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, if if I, if I know you and especially if I've met you or had any kind of interaction with you and I can get a feel for you, mm -hmm. you know, harken back to the, to the flipping aspect of it. If I know you're not going to flip it, uh, there's, there's a higher probability that I'll sell it to you. How
1: do you manage, as the moderator, how do you manage that, though? Like, can someone have, like, a fake account, and are you seeing him flip once, and then you just kind of cut them off?
0: Uh, it, it depends. I keep I keep lists of all the stuff I sell. Okay. Um, and some of the builders have actually hit me up and asked, like, you know, hey, what's this guy about, that type of stuff. You know, especially on the limited run things for the, with the shows, because a lot of the shows that the guys go to, like Buka, Piz, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll do special paint schemes and they'll have numbered baits and stuff like that. And they keep track of them too. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's funny, you, you'll you see stuff pop up on a raffle page or you'll see stuff pop up for, <laughs> for PM offers. And it's like, Hey, I sold that. Like I, I know what you paid for that. Yeah. You know,
1: it's crazy. Just talking to a uh, Paul about how much they flip for like some of these baits and I'm like, Oh, yeah. oh my God.
0: Oh yeah. And it's the, the, the more limited and hard to get it's, it seems like the more people want it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like baseball I mean? cards, dude. <laughs> that's like, like there's
0: <laughs> yeah, the rat, the raffles are one thing. I mean that, cause you figure if something's something's going to go for $500, you know, they'll, they'll sell it. You know, somebody buys in for 50 bucks? Essentially the guy got it for 50 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, but like straight flipping a bait that's, two hundred dollars and you know, like take Hinkle Shad. When mm-hmm. Hinkle Shads were hard to get. They they were on eBay for six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Shit. And the trouts were seven, eight, nine hundred dollars or a thousand dollars.
1: I can't believe someone's actually paying I I mean
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that like that depths code name Bass. The the when when you couldn't get them in the United States, uh-huh. you could get on you can get on the Japanese like like essentially Japanese eBay site uh-huh. and sure guys are paying five six seven hundred dollars for them Damn. just because you couldn't get them
1: yeah they must have been working at least or something you know
0: I, they're cool i have one uh-huh. i mean it, it sits there and it's pretty and i take it and show it to people but <laughs> the, the rod that's funny the rod i built to throw it i actually sold it to johnny last year oh did you <laughs> yeah
1: oh that's hilarious yeah that's that's kind of a, a i didn't know as much about the bait flipping until paul kind of broke it down to me. you know and And I liked his point of view where he kind of just said, you know. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, Motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of Motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks
0: with your first order at kizik.com socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is
1: what it is to him. And it's, you know, he he sold it for what he thought. And if someone does that, I mean, what are you going to do? And I guess that's right. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. Like I tried to say a serial number or something, but that isn't really going to do anything. I mean, I'm sure a dude will just make a fake name or some shit like that.
0: They yeah, really the, they, the, some of the builders they'll appease me they'll, they'll either Paul etches numbers into the joint uh-huh. of the ones that he does for me uh-huh. um, so, some guys will write on them and clear code over them it's like one of ten one of twenty okay. whatever number we're doing so you know on their production base they don't really do that but for the ones they do for me there's usually a number system on it so it's easier for me to keep track of that, than they're, all the hundreds of ones they're doing
1: yeah no I, I bet that's a that's a lot of work so you you oh. do it you do the moderation and who's helping you do it
0: Ah uh, let's see There's myself mm-hmm. Will Giltus, mm-hmm. uh Chad Meenan mm-hmm. John Colosio Boone Jancic.
1: Okay I'm
0: Trying yeah. to think if I missed any of my guys I'm gonna feel terrible if I do <laughs> And are you all Language guys Are you guys
1: all East Coast guys That's a question
0: um, Colosio's in Arizona Okay. Boone is in um, Nor Norcal. Okay. um Will lives about fifteen minutes away from me. So that's your boy. And, and, yeah, and then Minnins up in uh, he he moves around. He's up in New Hampshire. Uh, he's the booking agent for Baccarat Lodge, which we w- which we work with too. Oh no way! So he, yeah, dude, he lives between the Northeast and in Mexico. So damn. Yeah, not a bad gig.
1: No, not at all. Have you gotten down there a couple times?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, this actually November will be my fourth trip down there,
1: really. How was last time?,
0: uh, pretty sick was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I apparently suck at catching ten pound fish because <laughs> any, any of the ones that I've hooked that have been, had a chance at being ten, they've gotten off.
1: How big do the fish get down there?
0: Um, people chuckle and they they think I'm making this up, but I would say twenty four seven three sixty five there are multiple world record fish swimming around in that lake. Damn, I, I I kid you not. The the forage base down there is not like anything I've ever seen in my life. And I've I fished quite a few lakes in their prime, like Gunnersville, mm-hmm. um, Wilson, Wheeler, like big shad lakes, big, large biomass lakes that have a lot of feed in them. That none of them compare to this place.
1: Damn.
0: I mean, it's managed as a commercial tilapia fishery. Uh huh. And Obviously, the fish will eat the tilapia, but there are there there are bushes at different levels of, of water there. And when it gets to a certain level, the shad go up into the bushes and they spawn. Um, two years ago when we were there, you would go cruising down the bank. And anytime you got near a bush, I, I don't know if the shad got spooked by the boat or what the deal was, but it literally light up like a Christmas tree with them flashing and turning sideways. And then you get another 20 feet down the bank. And the whole bush would just erupt from you know just <laughs> giants coming up in there, getting mouthfuls of shad.
1: How many fish are you catching when you get when you're going down there?
0: Uh, do, on a on a bad day, do mm-hmm. you, you, you probably catch twenty fish a person <laughs> on a bad day? But I mean, on a good day, you're going to catch a hundred fish. And they're a day, all eventually.
1: quality quality fish.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it, it comes to the point where. You're literally unhooking sixes and sevens. The, the guides won't even take a picture of a six or a seven. Like, if you want a picture of it, you better tell them, because as soon as he unhooks it, he's throwing it back in.
1: Yeah. They
0: just they just don't care. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's not what they are all about.
1: Uh-huh. They just want to catch you know, the people, biggest. They yeah, people,
0: people are going down there to catch 10-pound-plus fish up into teeners. Yeah. And they're in there.
1: What's the biggest you've heard of someone pulling out of there?
0: There was a 16 something last year. Shit. Um, and there's, there's always the stories of, you know, they had a, they had a fish kill. I don't know, probably 15 years ago or something like that. And it used to be less regulated with the, with the netting of the tilapia. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's stories floating around of, of 30 inch, 25 pound largemouth caught in the nets and stuff like that. Um, and, I mean, you, you can still go cruising down the lake, and if, if one gets a tilapia stuck sideways in its mouth, I mean, we've we pulled tilapia out of 10-pound fish floating in the middle of the lake, and then you rip them out of their mouth, and they both swim away. It's hilarious. That's wild. Oh, yeah, dude. They, they, you're <laughs> constantly looking for like little, little bobbing white orbs. It's the bass's belly sticking up out of the water.
1: <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you get to hear a lot of stories from Will then, since he's doing a lot of the booking for that, right?
0: Oh yeah, Chad, dude, Chad, Chad. yeah, he spent, oh man, I'd say six months down there last year Shit. and he's, I don't even know how many double digit fish he's caught. I think it's 19, 20, 20 couple, something like that.
1: What's the uh, year, like time of the year people like going down there?
0: We like going down there in the right around the beginning of their season. Their season runs from September to June. Okay. Um, or September to May. Okay. Uh, June, July, August, it's closed down because it's the rainy season down there. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, it could it could rain for seven, eight, ten days straight. Wow. So they don't want clients down there, obviously, getting rained out because that place gets whipped up pretty nasty. And, you know, you're, you're paying money to get down there and fish. You don't want to sit at the lodge and drink margaritas all day. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So September, it usually opens back up. Uh, we go down in November. Um, typically around Veterans Day, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a selfish reasoning for me because it saves me a day of leave from my regular job. There you go. Yeah,
1: that's got. Do you, so, have, do you have kids and stuff too?
0: I have one kid. Yeah, she's eight.
1: Oh yeah, man, you must be busy with the kid and I, doing the. Yeah, I literally and... just
0: got home from cheer practice. <laughs> I had to take her to cheer practice tonight. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a lot
1: of work, man. Yeah, the, she, she does training.
0: gymnastics and cheer, so between practices and games five out of my seven nights are spent with her gosh yeah Yeah. i
1: used to i used to have drumline but uh over here the COVID still pretty has everything pretty locked down how is it over there
0: uh it's it's freeing up pretty well i mean there's there's some things that are open with restrictions Mm -hmm. um gyms are open they were closed for three months which is a real kick in the kick in the tail yeah yeah, so I yeah, mean, try, try buying
1: some weights online and see how that works. on offer up. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I looked and I'm like, my kid's like, yeah, I want to lift, and I'm like, all right, let me see if I get a weight pinch or something because gyms are closed. So I looked at a barbell with 300 pounds, and I'm thinking oh, maybe maybe 400, 350 bucks. Yeah, 700 bucks. I'm like, that's uh-huh. not happening. That's not how my paying 700 bucks. People
0: day. here made a lot of money doing that, too. They A lot of people sold their stuff because all the stores didn't have anything. I know I people that made some pretty good coins selling their, their weight equipment out of their house.
1: Even fishing gear, I mean, some of the tackle shops are little dry over here. Like where, yeah, you know, was taking a while, Shimano. Yeah,
0: you know. I saw a picture of a, a Bass Pro Shops down in Maryland the other day. Somebody posted a picture of that, and it was bare. Like not even like missing a few things. I'm saying, bear all the peg hooks were empty.
1: Yeah, everyone's fishing now, man, because they have nothing else to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's that's one of the things that I guess to use the current term of social distancing. You know, you're you're not usually elbow to elbow with somebody fishing, so six feet's not a big deal.
1: No, not at all. I mean, they closed they closed a couple lakes down here for a little while. But I do a lot of calico fishing, so saltwater bass fishing. Oh, okay. uh, I it was open for me the whole time. I
0: I I kept going. Calicos are on the short list. That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, I I used to be a big freshwater guy, and I'll go sometimes. But I I mean, it's only like twenty minutes from my house to get to the launch ramp, and then I'll either go. There's spotted Bay bass and calico. So the spotted Bay bass that people compare them to, like a uh, like a like a smallmouth kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a lot of tournament guys that used to freshwater tournament will go like you catch a three pound spotted bay bass, it's catching like a seven pound largemouth. Oh wow. You know? Yeah, they fight really hard. And uh same thing with calico, they're real mean. And we have sand bass too that, you know, are a little uh deeper. That's it. There's a lot of fun. A lot of guys Which one's for...
0: the, which one's the one in the kelp? Is that the That's Calico, age? yeah.
1: So you okay. you we do people you can catch them all different ways, A rigs and uh weed lists, a lot of uh, weed lists like a the the guys over here that make them they look kind of like a three sixteen weedless you know and, and burn them yeah. on top and they come smash them. Oh man, guys will throw frogs and stuff, triple trouts, all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah, I, was saying, I know I know Scott made some some saltwater versions of the triple trout specifically for the calicos.
1: Yeah, like a uh, Ryan Block will throw that a lot. Um, I think Matt Peters just went and Kevin Mattson. Yep. The, yeah,
0: dude, Matt, Mattson's a nut. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's really... swordfish in his glitter boat. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a wild dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> have you been out here to fish him ever or no?
0: I have not. The only time I've been to California, I came out and crashed with Caesar for a week to fish the Delta.
1: Okay, up north then, huh?
0: Yeah, okay. so I, I I flew into San Francisco and he come picked me up and we we hung out for a week and you know, I, I got to I got to have In and Out, which was a highlight of the trip. Is it that good? Dude, yeah, it was good. <laughs> what do you guys, I have? Want one oh, out here. guys?
1: You guys have what's your uh, hammer girl with cat? What's a uh...
0: Burger King? I guess
1: <laughs> no, is it was White Castle. No,
0: <laughs> No, nah, they don't. They don't. Uh, White Castle doesn't come this far east. Oh, I think okay. Ohio, maybe
1: five. No five guys either, huh? Ah,
0: uh, yeah, we got five guys. I can't go. My daughter has a uh, peanut allergy. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, so anywhere that has the peanuts, I can't go to.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, man.
1: In and out it is then, huh? <laughs> yeah so uh that that uh the next meetup is in october was it 11th
0: october 10th, 10th and then we're actually doing a uh a swim bait only tournament the following day oh on chickahominy lake and river system okay uh, so where i moved the gathering to this year is actually right on it's a campground on the chick river mm-hmm. and it's it's Emerging is probably one of the best fisheries out this way that you're going to find. They dumped F ones in a few years ago, uh-huh. and it's it's a it's a a tidal fishery, so it's connected to the ocean, and they get all kinds of sea run stuff up in there. They get shad, they get smelt, they get wow. all different kinds of stuff swimming up in there. And I, I I don't know the exact figure, but I know Virginia has their fisheries as DGIF. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know they shocked up a 16 probably wow. two years ago in the river That's wild. and then in the lake there was two years ago, I believe a 13 and a quarter, something like that weighed in the tournament. So, shit. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty decent fishery. And even, even last year it was a, the bite was tough. The, the moon had the, the water up very high and it dislodged a bunch of, bunch of weeds mm-hmm. and the whole place was just, it was a shit show. Not but dead. I mean, eight, eight and change still won the tournament. Wow! Yeah, yeah, on an off day. So I mean, do you, that's, that's do you guys good do favorite. that from
1: uh, boats and everything, or just from shore?
0: Ah, uh, no, we do it from boats. Okay. Uh, you can bring your own boats, and then there's actually a marina there that has rental boats uh, with, you know, they I think they got nine nines on the back, and then this year they added trolling motors to the to the boats as well. So. You know, we, we talked to him and he rents all the boats out to guys coming in from out of town so they don't have to drag a boat in. I mean, we got guys flying in that yeah. are going to stay and fish it. So it, it makes it really convenient mm-hmm. just because all the amenities are there that we need to, to host the event and host the tournament.
1: Yeah, that's cool because, and it, and it, it's cool because you guys can actually do it. Like I know there's still restriction down here, you know, for anything and, uh, I was going to, I, last year I was going to try to do something like that, like a meetup just for mm-hmm. the podcast. And we have a couple of venues down here we could actually use. So like holds like 500 people and then try to do like seminars with some of the big swim bait guys or companies. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, hopefully when this whole thing clears up, everyone can figure out something because even like toxic day didn't happen, you know, this year. So that kind of sucked.
0: Yeah. So Caesar's actually coming out for, yeah. uh, for the event.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I talked to him a little yeah. bit about it too. Yeah. Because I was trying yeah, to he's, plan a day of he's I'm going there. With me. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, That'll be really good, yeah. He came down he's, to one of our events a couple, like about a month ago. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: saw his, I saw his pictures. He's good people, man.
1: Yeah, he's great. All those guys are great. They've all. they all been big help. But, um, well, Wayne, thanks for coming on, man, and kind of giving us a little history on the Swimbit Universe. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man, anytime.
1: Um, go ahead and plug wherever they can reach you. Uh, or anything Uh, like that or you know swimbait universe whatever
0: like i said on facebook search swimbait universe um there are admission questions that you have to answer uh Mm -hmm. it's just something for us to weed people out um you know we we constantly post our affiliate link with tackle warehouse so that's always appreciated if people go through that um and if you ever wanted to fish mexico rack, you can hit up myself or Chad Meenan, and we will be more than happy to get you down there on a on a Universe group trip.
1: Great, man. Yeah, I might want to hit you up on that shit. Let me know. <laughs> if my wife will let me get the get the hell out of the house. We'll see.
0: <laughs> no doubt.
1: All right, man. Well, thanks. I appreciate it.
0: All right, dude. I appreciate the call.